0: Welcome to Because You Need to Know, recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Today's guest is John Coles. John works with organizations on business optimization, knowledge management, and digital transformation. He has 25 years experience working at companies like Apple, Dell, and Booz Allen Hamilton, with a focus on effective knowledge flow across organizations. His specialties include developing internal and external customer journeys that create an effortless experience. In addition, John is a member of the International Standards Organization where he is helping to define the ISO Knowledge Management Standard, which is referred to as ISO 30401. Can you explain what the ISO even is?
1: Edwin, the, the ISO is International Standards Organization. It was, It is an organization that was stood up in the 40s. Um, and really, um, I guess one of the one of the stories that I like to tell is, is around uh, World War II. You had all these different manufacturing sites uh, building machines for uh, the military, and uh, an organization would need a, need a number six hex nut. Well, that number six hex nut wasn't the same as another six hex nut coming out of another factory. There was definitely problems as far as that could go. And uh, so the ISO standards somewhat uh, started a heavy lift from there Mm. um but iso standards uh apply to everything today so uh, take doing wine tasting uh, a wine tasting glass has a certain measurement uh for it to be an official wine tasting glass and uh, iso sets the standards for that iso sets the standards for quality iso sets the standards for knowledge management um they're creating one for hr environmental uh standards um Uh, All different
0: types of standards that we see. So to go back to your example, so there's a I guess that makes an even keel, especially if you're in a bidding situation for machine parts or something that's a manufactured item to have the standards saying, hey, these are the standards these things have to be at. So you can't underbid by just making shoddy stuff right? That kind of gets into that. And it makes a uniformed way an organization can one invest in that standard to say, hey, we're up to standard, you know, and that becomes kind of a sales pitch for them, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you'll see a lot of the standards um, coming into play with the the government. The government will adopt a standard. They'll, They'll adopt the quality standard, nine thousand one. Mm-hmm. They'll adopt uh, a, a service standard. They'll adopt the EPA standard, and it gives them a set of guidelines that they can work from that have been identified by uh, experts from around the world. I am the the expert for the United States. There's forty five more people that we have worked with, uh, in, in I think a hundred and I want to say a hundred and something something countries. Mm. That, uh, to, to really get feedback uh, regarding these standards. And that happens with all the standards that, that come into play. So, so I, I guess
0: I guess with that framework, you really don't run the risk of having a certain bias, right? If you're involving that many different people from that many different cultures to have a say in this, it brings a real equalization, right, ideally? A, a,
1: absolutely. Um, th- the other piece to that is that we volunteer, We're part of the of the ISO standard. Uh, The within the United States, it's ANSI, A N S I. But uh, we we volunteer, so we're not getting paid. We're not getting paid to to drive in a particular uh, for a particular organization or in a particular way. We we look at it from our expertise and say, this is what it how it makes sense within the United States, or this is how it makes sense in Germany. Bringing together. the group of people from across the world is really exciting but it's the minor differences that you that you really start to see and you run into and that's that's what usually takes a, lot, a long time the standard itself specifically for knowledge management is if you're familiar with knowledge management and have been in the field for a while there's really nothing that i wouldn't i don't I don't think it would surprise you what is listed there mm-hmm. but
0: it lays out what we've all agreed about grief on from around the world. Mm -hmm. So there's actually proof that multinational organizations can all agree on a definition of what knowledge management is. Yeah. Yes. yes. All right, all right. Which, was, uh... which, which you know, the the standard came out what in the fall of 2018. So I, I jumped right on the bandwagon because that that to me is exciting information to have that uh, because organizations have been trying to get their hands around one what it is and how do you do it and I think that just adds so much foundational pieces to the industry of knowledge management going forward because now we've got something at least to start with we've got a. we, we can base an action plan based off of this material.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, I guess one of the jokes, I don't know if it just applies to the knowledge management industry, but, um, the joke is um, if you send 10 knowledge management people into a room to define a standard they'll come out with 15 different standards <laughs> um, yeah to to your point it gives us a guideline the big value that i see in it is being able to take the standard in front of a c level or some kind of executive sponsor some some leadership when they start to talk about a knowledge management system you could say well You know, it's not just crowdsourcing. It's not just knowledge retention. Uh, It's not just creating a a, a SharePoint knowledge base. Knowledge management is these 10 things, these Mm -hmm. 57 different shall statements. This is what knowledge management really is. And it allows the organization to think beyond, we're going to go set up a SharePoint. So, that, so that people can find stuff, you know, and, and it takes it to the next level. So uh, so
0: in that framework, what you're just speaking of, does that give credence to it being a do-it-yourself KM plan? Should, <laughs> should a small organization be able to say, you know, we're interested in this. We know something about it. Uh, can they just buy this and say, OK, I've got my roadmap. I'm going to follow the directions.
1: Um, it's, it's a guideline. It is uh, here. Here are uh, I think Nick Milton um, puts it really best in that it's not, hey, here's, here's how to make a three level chocolate devil's food cake with cream uh, cheese icing. It's the kitchen. And here's how you set up the kitchen to make the cakes, make the desserts, to make the, the different uh, foods that you want to, that, you, that you do on a regular basis. So it's the, it's the guidelines for that. I think one thing and I, and I sort of borrow this from the consortium for service innovation, it's it's in a, and I've sort of tweaked it. Is that knowledge management is not something you do in addition to your work? Knowledge management is how you how do you work.
0: do your work. Yeah, well, I I'm, yeah. I agree with that. The
1: standard itself provides uh, great areas. So uh, at first, it looks at the context of the organization. I'm really proud that ISO really started there instead of starting at how to plan KM or how to support KM. So look, let's, let's go do an assessment. Let's understand what, what the context of the organization is all about. What are they doing? What are they trying to do? What do they want to do? Mm-hmm. And then start to get engaged with how you manage the, inf- the flow of information and knowledge across an organization. So going from context to go into leadership of KM, right. the planning and support of it, the operations performance evaluations recognition and then of course improvements so those are sort of the big, the, the big areas of so, knowledge
0: management so this this ISO 4KM is a standalone uh standard just in the realm of KM but there's also KM comes up in other uh, standards correct absolutely
1: so most recently what the way that this that this standard has been uh developed is that it falls within the same um, the same documentation style that uh, that other standards have have filed their their standard. This helps uh, essentially create Lego pieces. So hmm. this is specifically a I think it's an MSS type standard. Um, there are other um, standards such as the ISO nine thousand one uh, is an MSS type standard. So give me what um,
0: MSS is. What does that mean? It's the
1: management system standard is what that is, what it's called for for ISO. And there's a a few different little ways that ISO can do that. But it's an MSS uh, standard within the ISO uh, framework. And so it it ends up becoming a Lego piece uh, so that when somebody has an ISO 9001 quality initiative, they've, they've achieved certification in 9001. And they want to uh, meet the newest, the latest, greatest certification, which includes a clause for organizational knowledge as of 2015. They're able to actually turn to the knowledge management standard 30401 and say, you know what, that fits what that that follows the MSS uh, platform. And we can we can plug and play it right in within ISO 9001.
0: So tell me how this usually works in an organization that wants to adopt an ISO. Do they bring it in-house and say, OK, we're going to follow the, We're going to do this. Is there a whole cottage industry out there of folks that are the bridge between the organization and where they want to go in this development? <clears throat> the,
1: the the cottage industry hasn't really hasn't really uh, built up around ISO itself. It's just starting out. But I think, you know, more importantly, you, you'd mentioned it uh, previously about a small business. If a small business wants to go after this, do they need to go get certification? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. no. They don't need to get certification. Um, they can if they want. Um, and there's essentially three levels of certification. One is, hey, we're going to, we're basically going to audit ourselves and apply the framework to ourselves and, and we'll, we'll guide ourselves. All right. There's not any certification there, but the, the ISO 30401 document allows uh, that to occur. The second level is where you actually have um, somebody that has some expertise in ISO 30401 come in and do some consulting or do some guidance uh, around 30401. And then the third is um, similar to the second, um, the fact that you bring an external uh, force and an external uh, resource in to audit what you've done and uh, they are a a certified member of ISO and can give you that label of certification for ISO 30401.
0: And I presume there's a price scale for each level.
1: Well, the first two, well, the first one's free, right? Um, Other than uh, you go out and and buy the ISO standard for 138 US dollars so that's, that's all up to you. Uh, the second one relies upon which consultant uh, that you want to work with that's mm-hmm. familiar with the 30401 standard. Um, and the third is um, is reaching out to the ISO uh, certification group.
0: Does this give an edge to an organization other than the performance improvements it's designed to do uh, <laughs> once adopted? How does this benefit an organization?
1: Yeah, so it, it absolutely does. What it does is that I think it it allows an organization to step back and really understand what are they trying to do? You know, as, as I mentioned, it's knowledge managers, you know, it's not something you do in addition to, to your work. This is, this is it. This is, this is your livelihood, how you store your information, how you grow your information, how you manage it, how you get your people to collaborate and share it. I mean, that, that's, that's what an organization is. Um, a set of prescribed guidelines or a pathway um, that has been identified by experts so absolutely this becomes a benefit for an organization to be able to, to take a look at this I guarantee it a lot of organizations may be doing some of this but they're not doing all of it that's where that's where this starts to, to uh, really really um, lend itself to some value by uh, identifying those gaps.
0: Historically, when bids go out or RFPs go out for shopping new bids and vendors, is it common that they say you must be ISO whatever uh, compliant? Or um, is that something that's coming for KM?
1: It's. Um,
0: I don't think
1: that we'll see that in, in um, any time in the near future. The I know that uh, you know a lot of organizations are. Uh, Looking into it, the U.S. military um, has been. They have a knowledge management. I think it's a monthly meeting across all the branches, and 30401 does commonly come up, and it's being somewhat of a a helpful guideline for for those folks. The way I understand it, NASA's looked at it. I think the World Bank has looked at it. There's some heavy hitters that are taking a look at it. You know, as as I said previously, when you come back to it, it's from a knowledge management uh, professional. There's really not a lot of new things that we've listed there, but we finally laid it out and said this is the standard. And it gives everybody sort of a, that same level playing field of oh, you gotta have this. You'll have a knowledge, knowledge retention plan for your folks to be able to, to grab information from. We're not telling you what kind of knowledge retention plan but the fact that you that you should have some, one in some some sort of
0: mechanism yeah right you got absolutely. it absolutely yeah. so right. you're going to have a different perspective and a higher level of integration of parts and pieces but do you see this as being beneficial to like organizations such as municipalities county governments uh, anything like that does that even make sense for oh. them to look at this my eyes are bugging out
1: absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, I think you can't see it on the podcast, but it, if I could bug my eyes <laughs> louder, I would. Um, the, uh, y- yeah. Uh, I mean, it's for really any organization. You know, that's just as simple as going out to a lot of these public entities and taking a look at their website and <laughs> how they present information, what's listed there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just sort of a no brainer. Also, streamlining. Uh, Streamline an organization, I could definitely see how this can remove some of the bureaucratic red tape that we permeates uh, uh, government entities and municipalities today.
0: So, this might be a very good, interesting plank for someone to stand on their running uh, information of what they're representing if they get elected. Knowledge management, or at least this maybe the standard, might be something oh, they would tout. Wouldn't that be a gas? Wouldn't that
1: uh, is that you would have some, uh, whatever city official or delegate or whoever come out and say, Yeah, we're, we're gonna make our um internal operations knowledge management 30401 compliant, yeah, to serve our customers a lot, uh, yeah, serve our customers better. to serve the oh
0: citizens, right? We're gonna, That's we're good. gonna, this is a citizens focused governmental <laughs> model, yes,
1: yeah, pinch me, I'm, yeah. I'm dreaming,
0: <laughs> it could happen. We're, we're wrapping up here on time, so. Tell me what your definite not 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 the ISO's definite what because you've been doing CAM all over the place. So what's your working definition of CAM?
1: I go back to uh, to Andrew Carnegie from U.S. Steel. Uh, this is m- my favorite quote. And so I mean, you think about knowledge management, and I think it was uh, what Peter Drucker that coined mm-hmm. the term knowledge, knowledge management.
0: Worker. Nog- knowledge yep.
1: workers, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you, we have the information age and um, dr. John Lewis calls us, says that we're going we're now going from the information age to the explanation age and all things but at the end of the day I go back to knowledge managements about people maybe that's what what it all is just knowledge managements about people but I'm going to expound on that a little bit further you could have AI and you can have all kinds of cool cool tools but knowledge management's about people and Andrew Carnegie said, this is before technology was even involved. The only irreplaceable capital an organization possesses is the knowledge and ability of its people. The productivity of that capital depends on how effective people share their competence, those who can use it.
0: That goes, that
1: goes. That, that still plays was,
0: today. It plays
1: well today absolutely yeah. you know so you can throw as much ai as you want it and uh whiz bang technology that you that you can spend money on but it, it depends upon your people
0: well thank you very much for your time and expertise you bet enjoyed it recorded live at the cohen multimedia studio at chautauqua institution because you need to know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared i'm edwin k morris and i thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of pioneer knowledge services a nonprofit, tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose find us online at pioneer-ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on facebook